It is never our prospects or clients' job to connect the dots. That is our responsibility. Hi, this is Coach Joe Lucas, and welcome to the Magellan Network Show. My goal inside of this communication, this show, is to share with you my nearly 30 years of coaching some of the most successful financial advisors in North America. We're going to be talking about strategies, syntaxes, we're going to bring guests on from time to time, and I'm going to share with you what's working now. So think of this show as sort of like a little one-on-one kind of mini coaching cast, if you like, where we're going to be going in depth from time to time on strategies to help you grow your business, get more effective, become more efficient, find balance in your time management, grow your business, and quite frankly, whatever else is going on in the world today. So before we get to today's episode, I'd love for you to do a couple things for me. Number one, make sure that if you're watching this on YouTube, that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're doing the audio, make sure that you give us a review on whether Spotify or Apple, you know, we'd really appreciate that. And quite frankly, that does help. It does matter when you rate things and like things and subscribe to things, it helps us get the word out to more of the industry. And lastly, I have a very special gift for you. Go to MagellanNetwork.net, so one word, MagellanNetwork.net, and I have for you a complimentary membership, 100% gratis, where you can tap into about between 50 and 75 hours of master classes, forms, tools, templates, and strategies. So please go ahead and uh, make sure you go ahead and get that claim, smash the like button and subscribe, and uh, please go ahead and leave us a review on whatever podcasting platform you're on. And now, let's get to this week's episode. Hi, it's your coach Joe Lucas, and welcome to this very special episode of the Magellan Network Show. We are here on uh, basically the cusp of the Labor Day holiday weekend getting ready for our fall game. Earlier this year, I invited a select number of personal clients and Magellan Network members to come join me in Winter Park, Florida for a two-day training. And this training was really about how advisors need to become coaches and create coaching skill sets for their clients and prospects. Since you have a little extra time this weekend because of the holidays, I thought, you know what, let me share with you like a 30-minute clip of a two-day training just to kind of uh, get you to shift your mindset a little bit to what the future of our industry is going to look like. Uh, if you're just providing asset management and uh, financial planning, and that's kind of your uh, your value proposition, unfortunately, over the next five years, you're going to be in for a rude awakening as where the value creation is going to be in financial coaching, consulting, and actually training and educating your clients to be better partners with you and stewards of their capital. So just watch the next 30 minutes. And again, have a great Labor Day weekend. And I'll be back with you for a regular episode uh, next Friday. Enjoy. And again, thanks for watching and listening to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. PME, anybody knows what that stands for? I talk about it every morning. Who said that? 
Perfect. Good. Somebody pays attention. I love it. All right. Physical, mental, emotional energy. So here's the secret sauce in doing what I do. Here's some of the secret sauce in doing what I do. In order to be effective and influence somebody, these are your raw materials. Your physical energy, your mental energy, and your emotional energy. These are the three resources that you need to deploy. So here's the thing about influencing, and this is the, the difference between influence and, and sales. Let's talk about that real quick. What's the difference? Sales, in my experiences, is about presentation, scripting, and objection handling. Pitch book, talk at somebody, right? Uh, script it out, and then when they give you a bunch of why well, I don't want to do something, you throw some more stuff against the wall and hope you get lucky and we, away we go. Influencing is about how you show up, how you're going to play chess with a person, so your physical energy. Now mental energy, what's the mental energy? Understand who you're with. What is the goal? What is the strategic goal? What tactics do I need to deploy in order to make that goal happen? And then emotional energy. Am I going to just, am I in? And let me explain what I mean by I'm in. I fight two wars every day in my personal coaching. Two wars. The war against me to make sure I'm showing up a certain way. And then the war with my client, how do I get them to do what's in their best interest? How do I get them to get a breakthrough? It's a, it's a double-edged sword. So you need all three in order to be effective. I mean, we've all seen this in our lives. We've seen people that are so damn excited about something. They don't know anything about it, by the way. They're just damn excited. And they can talk, and, they're, and you just feel that energy. That fighter is just so excited about it, right? And then you got somebody who just knows. So I'll give a good example. A new advisor comes in. They don't know anything. Maybe you were this person once. But you're just so damn excited. You didn't know anything but you're just excited. And you talk to people, and you got people who want to sit down and talk to you. You have no idea what you're gonna say. And or you open up your first couple accounts. You have no idea what you're doing, but you're so damn excited. Then you get smart, and then the intellectual side takes over, and we lose our enthusiasm. Because, oh, okay, I don't need to do that. I don't need to get excited anymore, because I'm smart now. What I'm saying, you put both together. The biggest issue I find with advisors after 5, 10, 15 years in this business is they think they've earned the right just to go through the motions. That somehow, because you've, you've had 500 first meetings in your career, that the 501st is just going to go like, like the last 500. And it's not true. There's an old saying in Broadway, no matter how many times you've been on stage, it could be a, your thousandth performance, there's always people in it. It's their first one they're watching you. So we must show up. So here's the standard today. Everybody at their tables for the next two days, and even the guys in the back, I want you to watch everybody's physical state, their energy state. If they're slouching, if their eyes are getting closed, if they're kind of bailing out, I want you to call them out. You can throw something, nothing wet, obviously. You can nudge them, stuff like that. I mean, I, I want you to do it. If you, feel, if you feel the need, if you feel the need, the reason why we have some tables around, if you need to stand, you can stand, that's fine. I want you guys to go ahead and manage your states. I think that's really important. Now, a couple things. What does it really take to master something? What do you think about that for a second? What's it take? See, we like to think it's just, I'm going to listen to something. And this is very different than business planning, this training. It's, it's more intimate. We want to keep the group small. 20 is a good number. But there's four things. First one is familiarity. I never do this. I just chose to do it this time. I gave you guys the workbook days in advance. Why? because I don't want you to see what's in here for the first time today. I want you somewhat familiar with it, okay? 
I was initially my what my goal was is I was gonna make you watch 1.0 and I was gonna post 1.0. Hey, go through all it's uh I think six hours. Let's go through 1.0. But then I realized if I did that, you'd have to unlearn what I did there. And so that doesn't make any sense. So I said, leave it alone. Let's just focus on this. So, so number one is familiarity. Okay, that's how you become a master. Number one, get familiar. Number two, indoctrination. That's the next 48 hours. The next 48 hours, we will be indoctrinating the materials we have. Uh, next will be integration. That'll take place in the next 12 months. You're going to take this in the field. You're going to sit with clients. You're going to sit with prospects. You're going to sit with yourself. You're going to sit with COIs. And you're going to indoctrinate this. That, and you're going to integrate this. Right? And, and then excellence. The fourth thing is how do we become excellent? Be the best. My goal for you guys in this program, that's a big ass goal, is when somebody comes to see you, client, prospect, it does not matter that they are so blown away by how you handle them, the impact you make with them, they go, you gotta go talk to this person. Man, you gotta go see Brad, or you gotta go see Eric, right? Or, or you gotta see whoever you need to see. Like, like they're so blown away by the interaction, the power you brought to the table, that they want to seek you out. That's pure power. That's power at its core, right? Now, let me explain my world a little bit. Coaching world. In my experiences of nearly 30 years, there are two types of coaches. There are those who are the yes coaches. Oh, sounds good, man. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call them the cheerleaders. You can tell them anything you want. They're going to say, it's a good idea. Let's go do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll get behind it. I got one of those in one of my programs I, I signed up for. Love Coach Jeffrey. He's my personal coach in the Boeson thing. He is a cheerleader. I can tell this guy I'm going to go eat a turd. he probably cheer it. Just really excited all the time, right? That, I'm not going to teach you how to do that. First off, that's like a sugar high. You feel good about yourself. No change, just feels good, okay? Then there's the other coach, there's me. Who am I? You know, I am the in the foxhole guy, digging in, caring, non-sugar coat, tell you the truth, get you to move. That coach takes a lot of that on the board. You're not just yesing people to death. Oh yeah, sounds good. Oh man, yeah, yeah, you know, that sounds really good. You know, congrats. But there's no digging in on that, it's just sugar. So I'm gonna teach you how to be me, or a version of me, the foxhole guy. And for those of you working with me personally, you know that we have very in-depth conversations. It's not just about a bunch of yeses. It's what do we need to do? What's missing? I ask you for your problems. I ask you for your challenges. I ask you for your issues. Why? Because that's what we're here to solve. So this here is not about being a salesperson. Ultimately, what it boils down to is for you to become an influencer, a persuader, and a coach, right? It's about empowering, empowering you to be committed. So, when you're with a, let me ask you a question. When you guys are with a prospect or a client, are you committed to an outcome or are you hoping for an outcome? Are you there just to see what happens and who's showing up and how they're showing up? Or are you there to drive a result? See, that matters. That's everything. That's everything. So many times I think we end up in the game because look, there's easy and hard. What's the easy button? I'll let you show up, see what happens. And then, and if we don't get the result we want, you know what? They were never going to do anything anyway. They weren't qualified. They weren't really interested. Like, it's their fault. Hey, we're culpable there. We're culpable. So remember this. When you're with a human being, this is the people business. When you're with a human being, you've got to understand we have to play chess, not checkers. All right? Really, really important. Okay. Now. I'm going to, everything requires whys. So what I'm going to do is tell you why we're here and why this is important, okay? Number one, 
I'm going to give you a framework and I want to show hands, please. So formal sales and influence training means this. It's not some wholesaler came in and told you how to sell XX. Okay, that's not sales training. That's product training that we think is sales training. So either you've done Sandler or you've done Cialdini's influence course or you've done something. How many of you have done something like that? Okay, John, what did you do? Can of financial, okay. Cialdini. Cialdini, so you did Cialdini, excellent. Two out of 22, 10%, okay. See, what we have to understand, and whether we like it or not, here's the facts. The human being that's coming into our world is no longer illiterate financially, unfortunately. They have a thing called the internet. And they can get all kinds of information, all kinds of stuff. So the battle you're, now 20 years ago, and some of you were around, so like me, 20, 25 years ago, we had people showing up, we had to educate them to get them to move. Today, they're overeducated, probably with the wrong stuff. They think they're educated. So what's the problem with that? We now have to break that educational track, right? We have to show them how to unlearn what they think they learned, and then we have to insert what we want them to understand. It's a different game. When I started my coaching career back in the early 90s, I will guarantee you if I had 100 advisors in the room, 99 of them never worked with a coach before. Never, ever, ever, never, right? So my framework is simple. This is new, here's why it's cool, and I got all the early adapters early in my career. Got them all. Today, I got people showing my world, I'm the fifth coach they're gonna try. The first four didn't do it for them. Totally different marketplace for me today. So I need a totally different approach. Same thing here, you guys need a different approach. What got you here is not gonna get you there. What worked yesterday is not gonna to work tomorrow, okay? So we did that, next. So on the other side of this is, make sure it's turned on. We operate in logic, love logic. It's great, except when you have to persuade somebody to do something for you. Then it does not work, all right? So what do I mean by this? What's logic? Number one, we talk logic. Our industry talks logic. Great, 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 the problem is if you have logical, who are the logic people you deal with? Generalization, who are logic people? Engineers, everybody loves them, right? They're great, right? They're great, right? Because they're just logical thinkers, right? So they get that. If you're dealing with them, then you have a bit of an advantage to a certain degree. Most human beings are not that, okay? So our industry, we talk jargon, assumptions. I want you to remember this. This is one of my cardinal rules. A confused human being will not take action. So they may shake their head, yeah, I got it. They don't got anything. They just don't. So I was, I was reading a book. It was, I forget who wrote it. I think I remember a book, it just popped in my head. So I'll give you a quick personal story. Hi, Coach Joe Lucas here, and I'm just breaking here for a moment just to do a couple quick reminders. Number one, uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel or our podcast. In addition, please leave a, a comment or a review. Those things really, really matter and uh, share this episode with three of your colleagues inside the financial services space. And lastly, make sure that you go ahead and claim your free membership inside of Magellan Network. Now back to this week's episode. I used to be that guy who, if I didn't know something, my ego would, let, would tell you, you know, I'm gonna let you know I don't know it. I'm gonna go, yeah, sounds good, yeah, I get it, I get it. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> But I would say yes to you because my ego would say, yeah, man, yeah, I get it. I have no idea what you're talking about. So I read a book, and the guy's like billionaire. I forget who it was. And he goes, he goes, you know, what I do when I'm in a meeting with people and they're trying to explain something to me, I said, stop, stop. Just pretend I'm a golden retriever. 
and you need to teach me this, how would you explain it to me? And that is his secret sauce, right? There's a balance between you showcasing how smart you are, but then using languaging that's over their head, and because most people never want to feel what? Dumb, illiterate, ill-informed, what are they going to do? Yeah, man, yeah, oh yeah, I get it, I get it. They have no idea what they They have no idea. And you know how you know? At the end of the meeting, what do they tell you when you, when you tell them what they need to do? Let me go and think about it. Why? Because what do they think about? They're confused. They didn't get it all. The dots were not connected. It is never our prospects or clients' job to connect the dots. That is our responsibility. Okay? Ours. If you're, if you're leaving it up to them, you may or may get lucky. I'm going to tell you where you're going to end up. You're going to end up a follow-up hell. Following up, following up, waiting for their decision. And then you go, well, why can't they decide? Why can't they decide? Because they're missing certain things. Now, with that said, there are certain people, we're going to talk about process-oriented people, they do need to sleep on it, but you're going to know the difference at the end of this program, okay? So, and then by the way, we all sound the same. We all sound the same. I can put 10 advisors in a room, hey, give me your first meeting, you're all going to sound the same. What are you going to ask for? Bring me a copy of your statements. Like the industry does the same thing, same thing. So there's like no differential. And I will say this, I don't know if it's in the slide, it may or may not be there. When you operate in a compliance-based uh, profession slash industry, so you can't write things, hey, you can't have on your website, we guarantee X. You can't run specials, hey, for the next 10 people, 50% off my asset management fee for the first two years. Just not our jam, right? So if you think about it, what do you have as your differential, your process, the how you do it? That's your differential, that's it. And the, know what's the beauty of that is? You control it. I don't think anybody has the compliance person over their shoulder in the meeting room. And I'm not, but when I say that, we're not going to teach you how to say like dumb stuff and make guarantees and stuff like that. That's not the purpose here. But I'm just saying is like you have such power in that room to be unique, right? The other reason why I built this, I love tools, love risk allies, love asset map, money guy pro, e-money, right capital, whatever you're rolling with on your financial planning tools, fine. Here's the problem. When you get a prospect and you do a financial plan, you do all this stuff, and let's just say they come in the office, you put them in the conference room, what happens? This happens. You put the plan up on the board and you sit down and you do this. Well, look at that pie chart over there. Isn't that cool? Hey, look at that green line. You're gonna be, you're gonna be ahead of the curve with your retirement planning. Isn't that really cool? And you end up talking at a screen, not a person. So our industry has now become tool dependent. It's become a crutch. Now I love every one of these tools. So here, think about it this way. Imagine the power you would have deploying the best sophisticated tools and the power to persuade, coach, and influence a person to get the outcome that you want because it's in their best interest. It is the most powerful marriage of technology and human skill, okay? Now, sidebar conversation because it's not in here, but it's in my head. So let's talk about what's the two-letter word that's permeating our conversation of society right now? Hey. And it starts with A, AI. So somebody asked me, a couple of people asked me uh, the last couple of weeks, what are the implications of AI in our game? Uh, in fact, one of, my, uh, one of my mastermind groups, Empire, uh, we had, a, we had a, uh, a meeting, a virtual meeting, and it was a very big topic of a conversation. And uh, I've got a little crystal ball, so I like it. So here's where I think this is gonna fit and why it doesn't matter to us. AI is gonna show up in financial planning, JP Morgan has already had the pilot program, AI-driven financial plans. It's going to be interesting. 
And we already have program trading. So how far can we be betterments kind of there, right? Wealth fronts kind of there, AI driven asset allocation tools. You'll just see that expand on the back end, of course, right? So that's them, right? So what does that mean to us? It just means that more advisors are going to get more dependent on more technological tools and they're going to lose the art of the conversation. Okay. Now, why does that matter? For the next 30 years, the people that have money are not going to care about that. Now, a 10 year old who may inherit great granddad's money a hundred years from now. Yeah, it's going to be a different game in here, but we're all going to be here probably. Even me, I won't be here. Okay. So when we think technology, I want you to think of it as a, a tool that you, that you use, like a hammer, a saw. It's a tool. But, but let me ask you a question. When you're going to hire somebody to build you a, a table, do you care what tools they use or do you care about the person wielding the tools? About the, about the craftsman, right? It's about the carpenter or the engineer or whoever. It's about the person. It's about the human being. They're all just tools. Okay? Now, This is the business we're in. So I'm, so I'm going to give you a brief history of our, of our industry. It's, there's three, there's basically three time periods. Up until 1995. So anything before 1995 in our industry, what, was, what did we do? It was research and transactions. We had the juice. There's no such thing as the internet. CNBC did not exist as it does today, right? So our industry sold proprietary research. That was our secret sauce. And then we got you to transact with us. So we made money, 1A, 1B. Then we morphed into the, I call it the advice and planning world. Advisory, fee-based, financial plans, right? So we morphed. So, it's no, so we gave the transaction away. Now we do the relationship stuff, which is better, right? So we go from there to there. So now that's where we are today. But where are we going to be tomorrow? Ah. Well, I mean, planning, AI-driven, so that's not going to so do much for us, right? Advisory, again, a little bit AI-driven, so okay, great. So what are, we, what are we left with? It's the future, my world, coaching, behavioral finance, the relationship. That's the game. And by the way, that's where you're going to make the money. Everything else will be commoditized. Everything else will be I will guarantee you in the next three to five years, I'll have this on video, so we'll, we'll watch it, that in the next three to five years, there will be companies that will have e-money or Money Guy Pro-like you know, websites. You put your credit card in, $79.95, a uh, little figure will come up. It will do the, it will do the fi fact finder for the financial plan, right? It will ask you your financial goals. It will, it will give you a conversation. And then when you're done with that, in five minutes, here's your plan. Done. $79.95. Done. Done, done, done. And it'll probably even give you an allocation model for it if you want. Create a finance, a Peter Maloof's company. They're heavy investors in this. Creative Finance, Peter Maloof. They're big investors in this technology. Why? There's two reasons, by the way, driving this. Number one, profits, shockingly, shockingly profits. But number two, everybody here has read what's going on in our industry, right? The brain drain, everybody retiring, not enough young people coming in. Well, who's going to handle all those retirees when we're a quarter million people down? Now, the last FINRA number, and again, FINRA SEC, you know, there's different numbers, of course. So FINRA land, there's like 700,000 licensed uh, people in FINRA. But not all of them are client-facing. A lot of back office, a lot of compliance people, not, you know, assistants also. 
So we probably have the number that I saw from somebody was about 400,000 client facing advisors in the United States. And we're going to lose at least 200,000 of them in the next five to seven years. I don't have to be a mathematician to know this. Why do you think these companies are going to AI? Because they, the average advisor is going to have to deal with more. So here's the good news for you guys. This is actually beautiful because that means there's less competition. And with technology, you'll be able to serve more people if you choose to. It's pretty cool. I'm not going to ask anybody to raise their hands, but I know a lot of you here have had very good asset gathering first half of the year. Done a really good job bringing money in, bringing new relationships in, and I truly expect that to accelerate over the next five to seven years. Why? Them demographics. Less advisors, more retirees, more, more people selling their businesses to retire, more money in motion, just the math, right? So that's the advantage there, okay? So this is the business that, so the great uh, Wayne Gretzky says, secret to his success is not knowing where the puck is right now, it's where it's going. This is where the business is going. This is where the business is going. I posted yesterday, because I had nothing else on a Sunday to do, obviously. I posted, did anybody look at that? Did anybody look at the Vanguard study I posted on the website? Okay, good, good. So we're gonna play in the 2% fat part. That's our gap. We're gonna maximize that to two points. I know it's a zero to two, 200 basis points, totals 300 for the whole thing. Our thing over the next 12 months is to get you guys to where you absolutely believe you're worth 200 basis points just for what you're doing from what you got in this room. The other stuff is just great. The financial planning, asset allocation, tax planning, spending plan, all that jazz, that's gravy. This is gonna be, this is gonna be the main course in the relationship, okay? So this is also about identity. Most of you don't think, most of you guys don't think in these terms. This is where we gotta start doing the identity shift is all of you over time, some of you will get this sooner than others, that's okay, we're all gonna get her. This is where you need to go. This is the, when you get up in the morning and you're doing your walk and talk or your ride and talk or you're, you're doing your power question statements, your declarations, you better be declaring to yourself that I'm a coach, I'm an influencer, I'm a persuader. This is how I roll. I saw Chris walking this morning, Starbucks, I was right behind you. And I was in my walk and talk this morning. And I was like, okay, what am, okay so what am I gonna say here today? As you guys know, I really don't do scripts. And I'm like, what, what is the one thing that I have to impact upon you guys in the first hour? Here it is, identity shift. You have to now, I'm not saying you have to be comfortable with it. You don't even know what this really means yet, I get it. But you have to accept the facts that just being an advisor is not enough going forward. It is not enough, not enough. And I don't care if you're really good at it, that's great, stay there. And you're gonna still always be an advisor. We're not gonna eliminate it. It's just not gonna be as meaningful, just not. This is the identities we need to have, right? Influencer coach. Now when I say, let me go back real quick. So influencer, I'm gonna be clear on what that means. I'm not gonna turn you into Kim Kardashian and Instagram. That's not the kind of influence we're talking about. We are not having a class on social media here. Okay, good, good, good. We're not, we're not doing that. That is not, that is not what we're talking about here. We're talking about when you're dealing with your tribe. Now, who is your tribe? Your clients, your prospects, your CI. All of you have a tribe. I have Magellan Network. I built the tribe. You're part of my tribe. But you all have your own tribes. They're your clients. They're the family of your clients. They're your prospects. They're your CI. You have a tribe to influence. That's the game. Now, what is that? What is influence? Roundabout way. What does that mean? It's about congruency. Influence is a, so here's the, here's the game we play, all of us play. You play it with yourself and you play it with others. It's great. Here's the game. You want to do something, but the party doesn't want to do it. Who wins that battle? Do you get up in the morning early? Do your morning ritual, right? Do you influence yourself to do what's necessary even though it's uncomfortable? That's influence number one. And then influence number two 
is when you're sitting with somebody, client, prospect, COI, family member, team member, does not matter, another human being, and you need them to do something because it's in their best interest, and they're telling you, I don't want to do it, it's uncomfortable, it's changed, I don't want to do it. You know, do you fold? Do you fold? Because that's the game. It's war. The way we were taught, I never forget, it's the way Tony taught us. So he goes, look, when you have two human beings, here's what happens. They come together like this. And this is the battle. I don't want to do it, but you have to. But I don't want to, but you have to. Here's why you have to. Yeah, but I don't care. And you're doing this game back and forth, right? And the problem is that if you're playing this game, if you're stronger, you might win the battle but lose the war. You might get them to do something, but you're going to break a lot of rapport. So what I'm going to teach is this. No, no, no. Flip it. Get alongside of them. Now let's guide them to where we need them to go. It's very subtle. This is where the magic happens. When I can align with the person and I can ask questions and get behind them and then alongside them a little bit and I can lead them to where I want them to go. Because if I'm button heads all day, this is, first of all, this is friggin' exhausting doing this all day. Now, how do you do that? I'm gonna teach you that. Rapport, questions, preframes, reframes, deframes. There's a strategy to this, okay? And all of you know, right now as we sit in this room, all of you have clients that you know have to do something. State planning, low-cost basis stock, concentrated position, do a financial plan, whatever. All of you right now have at least one of those situations, and it's not the first, and you've talked to your client about it. And you're doing this. Nothing's happening. Let me think about it. I don't know if I want to do it. I'll get back to you, right? That game, right? And then what happens? Three months goes by, six months go by, a year goes by. Oh, now it's another review. We're having the same conversation. So for that whole year, they were at risk. And by the way, if it's something like, let's just say something important, but let's just use a scenario that makes sense. So let's just say you recommend to a client, a couple, here's a good, this is a good one, I like this one. Let's just say you recommend to a couple, the last review you did for them, hey, we have a big hole in our retirement plan what happens if you need to go to memory care, long-term care, system living, stuff like that? How we handle it, right? Everybody knows this, you're the professionals, I'm not. There's only two solutions, right? You self-insure or transfer risk. One A, one B, that's it, right? Or die quickly, can't control that. Thank you for watching or listening to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Hey, if any of this resonated with you, I invite you to come to MagellanNetwork.net and we have a powerful, group coaching community of like-minded advisors. Come in for a trial. You and I will have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Let's see if I can help elevate your game both personally and professionally.